Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Dig your cleats in. Get your peanuts, Cracker Jacks, and IPAs ready. This is the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris and Joe Fisher. The pitch from Acevedo. all things baseball the big leagues and the mlb to portland yeah that's not gonna happen shut up and rutzman will hit a fly ball here deep center field and so long adley rutzman with a moonshot to center field now here are your hosts patrick harris and joe fisher this is the hot corner on the odyssey app and 1080 the fan Welcome into the hot corner for must be a Wednesday, but it's always a Wednesday around these parts. No Joe Fisher today, so I'm joined by Jordan Schultz in the studio and Will Ortner on the ones and twos. Hello, gentlemen. Yeah, what's up, guys? What's up, sports fans? Happy hump day. Hump evening. Pretty uh, pissed about the Mariners' loss earlier, but I'm recovering. I'm I'm so mad at the hottest team in baseball (sighs) for losing a game. Can't win nine in a row. What the hell are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I watched a really fun baseball game. I was hanging out with a buddy before I came down here. I was watching uh, Blue Jays and Orioles. Okay, when I left, last I looked, Orioles were up 2-0 in like the fourth inning. So you gotta you got to give me an update on and that And then one. Santander hit another moonshot to right field. Yes! Uh, Never yeah. been a bigger fan of Joe's team than right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's baseball, baby. It's fun. I'm digging it. I had to, uh, shout out to my boy Nick, I had to... Uh, Call out Mr. Isaac Ropp. Apparently, he ruined a TV show that my buddy started watching. Hmm. Like, like gave away the ending ruined? Yeah, or? yeah. He oh. texted me today, and he was like, will you punch that guy in the face? Because he convinced me to watch the show, and then two days later, spoiled it on air. That's, that's tough. We don't live in the world of DVRing. We don't live in the world of delayed gratification for not just, like, our sports live, but TV shows even. That that sucks. But I think you could argue that we do live in a DVR world of non-sports. No, well, we do, but you can't, you've got to stay like buried in the sand to make sure you don't hear about anything because like, for instance, the latest Star Wars, you know, saga that came out with the start of the trilogy when Han Solo died. Sorry, spoiler alert, six years later, if you don't know, Han Solo died in Star Wars number seven, everybody. I, I'm killing it for everybody, but you know what? I people... didn't know that. <laughs> Snape kills Dumbledore. <laughs> oh my no. God! And he's also a good guy. Well, my wife's going to be pissed. No, but uh, when, when people were driving around with that on the backs of their cars, that's kind of my point is you really, if you want, you know, you're, you're trying to catch up on your last season of Big Bang Theory, stay off the internet. Yeah. So I remember, I remember funny, funny enough talking about episode seven. I remember when that came out, I was working at, I was a bar manager at a movie theater in Lake Oswego. Oh, God. 
uh, it was like a really kind of high end movie theater. Like the kitchen was all from scratch and farm to table. And I think I know what you're the talking about. Lake theater about. and cafe. Yeah, it's yeah. a little smaller, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Great, great little spot. I loved my time there. But we got movies a couple days in advance. No. And Star Wars was one of those that you it didn't unlock until like the night before. Okay. Because they were very hush-hush. And so me and my buddy Nick, who I was just referencing, we saw it. But then we went to the opening premiere at the Lloyd Center. And we stood in line. We were like in costumes. You know, I had my Jedi robes on. And we were nerding out and having a great time. We're about to go into this movie, about to go in. They're about to let us in. And these guys that were in front of us, we had kind of made friends with throughout the day. And we walked in, and my buddy turns to me. He goes, I can't believe we're going to go see this movie for a second time already. And this guy in front of me goes, you guys have already seen this movie? Is it any good? Wait a second. Get away from me. Do not talk to me. Run away from me right now. (laughs) And, And so we started making the joke like, dude, I could end everyone's life right now. Kylo Ren kills Han Solo. And by the way, it's his son. I mean, you could end everybody's life, but then they would end yours in return. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I I wonder what the long-term punishment is of doing something like that. I I feel like there's somebody crazy enough in the crowd to F with you, like, physically. Yeah. And what's the statute of limitations? Like, how long long can I – how long do I have to wait? Before I can tell you that Anakin is Darth Vader. Two weeks. Two weeks? That's it? I think you get two weeks. At that point, especially with social media now, it's on Twitter. I mean, LaShawn McCoy tweeted out that Tony Stark died the like 12 hours after he died. Damn him for that. That's savage. You know what I mean? Well, and he spelled it wrong too, so it (laughs) broke through all of the different barriers people had up. I think you get you get two weeks, or if you're in a conversation with someone and they're like, I'm watching the Sopranos for the first time. I'm just getting to season four. You can't be like, did you know that Chris dies? Yeah, that Chris is an addict and then dies? And Tony's the one who kills him. Like, you, <laughs> you know, if you know going into it, something's up, don't spoil it. Yeah. But if you don't know, you get two weeks. And I just, I take my precautions, you know? Like, when there are things that I really give an S about, I will watch them as soon as they come out. I watched the two new Ahsoka episodes last night. Stayed up way too late. You know, I dragging ass this morning trying to get up to go to work, but I was like, you know what? I'm on Reddit too much. I got friends that watch this stuff. There's no way I'm going 24 hours without somebody killing this for me. You got to be involved. And sure enough, I saw like 35 spoilers on Reddit today, so I'm really glad that I watched it. And I think <sighs> if it means that much to you, then it's worth doing right now. That's why sports, recording sports, is one of the worst things you could absolutely try to do. It almost never works out for me. You're just forced into that situation, though. And you as a family man, you, you kind of are forced into that situation like because of circumstances out of your control. I think it's a big reason why I watch a lot of English Premier League. Because Two, games are on at 6 a.m. and 8.30 and People are just starting to get up around the house on the weekend. I'm like, I'm going to watch this live because God knows come 10, I ain't watching nothing. Works with your timeline. No, no, I get that. I, I'm still mad. I did this. I, I I should have cared about it more. But the, the TV show House, I'd never actually watched the last season. Mm. And then I found out the end before I got to see it. And I was really upset. I think to this yeah. day, and that's probably the one that eats in my craw the most is like, I really wanted to see that. And it just got ruined for me. But. It's my own fault because I waited a decade. What if it sucked? It, if, if something sucks, are you, like, cool with it being spoiled? Like yes. If, if you're like, I've seen all of Game of Thrones but not the final season, you're like, look, let me tell you something <laughs> here. Let me tell you what happens. And then you find out, you're like, oh, God. 
Maybe I don't want to watch that. Could have saved 10 hours of my life. Yeah. That last season is still worth watching, even though it sucks. No, there's well. parts of it that are cool. Maybe yeah, through I mean, episode completion, completionist. Two. Yeah, yeah, you got. That's the thing. You got to finish. You can't go seventy five percent of the way and then not finish. If yeah. you're gonna take the time to watch the show, just finish it. And if you're a spoiler like my cousin Steven, you're a jerk. Yeah. Or or if you're watching The Walking Dead, feel free to bail at any moment. If you have not bailed years and years and years Isn't it ago. the same thing season after season? It's kind of like Grey's Anatomy at this point, right? I'm not sure. I haven't watched in a very long time. That, that's kind of what I would assume if it's on in this long. God. That show's still going? I think so, man. Uh, Walking what, Dead? Grey's is on like season 20-something, I believe. And it's different, though. That's like network. Yeah. That's like network doctor drama. It's like Law & Order goes forever. Uh, but uh, Law & Order Walk- SVU has, has been going longer than I've been alive, I think. I mean, The Walking Dead representing a that show about so bad. I think it started <laughs> around '97. Oh, I think it did. I, there's a chance, like yeah, maybe I, I remember was a that. I was in seventh old. grade. Yeah. Wow. Law and Order SVU and Grey's Anatomy's right there too. I think they're the second longest going. No, I don't the, even think the, any of the main characters are even in that show anymore. They're I know, all gone. I know The Simpsons is the probably the longest, like uh, animated or sitcom, whatever it is, because yeah. it's been going. It's as old as I am, so it's almost thirty-five years old. Yeah, I think so. Live, uh, live new seasons. I do think I'm older than The Simpsons. Because they, I mean, they started on the Tracy Ullman show, then started actually like season one in '89. So yeah, they are they are my age. Like, okay, the Simpsons are exactly as old as I am. What well, do you mean they started on the Tracy Oldman show? Was it like yeah. a skit? Yeah, it was yes. like a little skit. It was like a little tiny, like five minute short. Really, and mm-hmm. then it turned into what the Simpsons are today. Mm-hmm. Basically, it got, it got picked up, and uh, you should see the change in animation style from that Tracy Ullman spot to oh, like halfway know. through season one. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I won't even go back and look. I when it comes to animated shows. If it is an episode before like 2010, at this point, I won't even. Go no back season one. Well, no point. You're doing yourself a disservice. Season one of The Simpsons is actually one of the best animated TV shows. Yeah, like one through five or something. Really, really, will I get really the references is. though? Yeah, I think. Or is I think it, so? It holds it's, up, man. It's it not holds like South up. Park where it's like pop culture all the time. Okay, because I was gonna say with South Park, like some of them, I have to remember like what was going on, what was happening. You got to go back through and look stuff up, and you're like, oh, I get it. That's really funny. That makes sense. If Simpsons is more kind of like, I don't know, like Family Guy or American Dad, I might be able to get most of the jokes. I think you'd be fine. No, it, it holds up like a Bill Hicks comedy show. Like, it really, those writers did a good job back then. There there are no, uh, there are no uh, geography tests for you, Will. There are no thermometer tests for you or barometers or anything like that. I know so what they okay. are. I had to go back <laughs> into my <laughs> old English dictionary, and I found what the uh, meaning is for a lot of those. I've got it. You're in the Pacific Northwest. You should have known what a barometer was. I am a, I'm I, not a I, ship I, captain. I, I am a 1080p1, and I was listening that day. I'm not a ship captain. I'm, I'm not, not captain either, Will, and I know what a barometer is. I had is. a barometer. Yeah, you guys had to use them. I'm 25. It's what all on my phone. What do you mean I had to phone. use them? It, well, my horse and buggy? It's on, it's on my phone, dude. <laughs> it was hanging in my house growing up. My dad had a barometer yeah, see, you next had to use one. I didn't thermostat. have one. I'll I'll tell you what, I'm learning about UV index right now and that's a whole trip too. Like why are we looking at that stuff? Oh, the UV's at an 11, perfect time to go tanning. What do you mean the sun's out? Just go tan then. It's crazy. The world we live in is insane. You're so cute, Just look man. outside and if it's sunny, go outside. You're uh, fine. Uh, if it's sunny and smoky, don't go outside. 
Oakley Doakley. Well, we do got a baseball show for you tonight. Joe's out, so we got Jordan in here with me and Will on the board. So shout out to those two for carrying the extra. We got a lot to get to. 503-864-6FAN. That is the Vancouver Ford text line. They'll treat you right before, during, and after the sale. Visit VancouverFord.com. Uh, what are we going to get to today? We got the Yankees suck. Um, we've got kids wow. playing for the Angels. We've got players that like kids and um, also the hottest team in baseball. And that's where I'd like to start. When we come back, how scary is this team? And let's be real. And I'm going to let Jordan go. So let's have some fun. This is the Hot Corner, Portland Sports Leader, Today the Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris and Joe Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. I am 1080 The Fan. That's probably not true anymore. As Jordan, I heard you uh, on my ride in this morning on Dirt and Spring. It was a fun early morning. Oh, uh, that's that's a long day. Aye, any opportunity. I said it this morning. It is a privilege just to be on this microphone talking sports and even just trying to make your way to like the career that you want. It's awesome. So yeah, you don't have to ask me twice to come in and do this. Did I hear Jason Swigard this morning? He was back. I did not know he was still alive. He is <clears> producing news. the morning show and Swag was back from I think a week and a half vacation. Will filled in like four days. I filled in three of those if I'm not mistaken the summer of swag i did Smoking that too, i did that much. i did that one summer where i produced every monday because uh-huh. he took every monday off i've got one last monday next next week and yeah. then we're done with the summer of swag it's absolutely ridiculous <laughs> so no more 4 30 wake-up calls <laughs> for me thank god although i do like working with dirt and sprague but oh man be nice if they were later in the day it yeah. is funny that the summer of swag ends right before labor day Right? Like, you right. would think that he would have Labor Day off as part of the summer of swag. So he, like, comes back for one week and then is off, right? Because everybody's off on Monday, aren't they? No, no, no. They're on on Monday. Oh, everyone's on on Labor yeah, Day? Yeah. That's why, I, like, if I was him, I would Call start football, it maybe. I would start it one day later or one week later so that I could get that Labor Day off. Oof. What is, what is this you say? College football? <laughs> you gotta be here on Labor Day Monday. Not aware. Not yeah. aware. <laughs> so week one of the NFL season? <laughs> Living under a rock there, Patrick. <laughs> no, I, I just love baseball, just like you. So I'm not paying attention to anything else. Uh, the hottest team in baseball resides about three hours north, and that is the Seattle Mariners, Jordan. Your Seattle yes! Mariners. Uh, off an eight-game win streak, sweeping the Astros in Houston. A big series against Baltimore in Seattle, where I know they lost two of three, but... Those were, other than the game that the Mariners won because they blew them out, those other two games were damn good games. Uh, George Kirby doing his best Felix Hernandez impression. But look no further. The Mariners are the hottest team in baseball, and it's all being kind of galvanized a little bit, too, by Julio Rodriguez and the pitching staff. So in a shocking turn of events, the things we said at the beginning of the year about why this team would be good, huh? That's why they're good now. I just can't believe they're repeating almost exactly verbatim what they did last season. They had a 14-game win streak in 2022, going to the dog days, July, August. Now they have an eight-game win streak. And actually, I believe they said a major league record is now the only team in history with two 
eight-game win streaks in the same month. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, they have just been on fire at a historic level. They've had more hits in the last three games. I think 49 hits in three games is an MLB record. Julio responsible for 17 in four (laughs) games or whatever it was. That's nuts. And then next game after that, he let off with a double before going one for five and impacted that game with an RBI as well. And then even still, with Julio out with that stomach bug for two games, I think uh, the Monday was initially just a day off. Tuesday, he was probably puking a little bit Got too the much. mud butt. Ooh, mud butt and baseball when you're wearing those white pants just doesn't work. So, yeah, good On for On the Scott. road in a hotel, you can't <laughs> even be at home. Oh, that is, oh, I didn't can't even think even about poop that. poop in peace. Yeah, you can't have your own throne. Probably, if I'm Julio, I have that three or $4,000 Japanese toilet that does everything for yeah. me. And no matter what hotel you're staying at, I don't think the Ritz has that in every room yet. So. No, but they're, <laughs> but they're peaking at the right time. Yes, I they mean, are. Yeah, the right time obviously is late in the season, but the Rangers are falling back. I mean, they're 3-7 and seven in their last 10. They got swept by the Brewers. They're looking like they're beatable. Um, Astros tied with the Red Sox right now. Yeah, the Astros are a weird situation because you feel like, you know, death by a thousand cuts is the Astros, but they seem beatable all of a sudden. And so you've got this Seattle team sneaking around and hanging around, and they've they've passed. They've passed the Blue Jays in the wild card. Yeah, they're pesky, though, man. The Blue Jays, they won, I think, five out of their last eight games to stay right on Seattle's mm-hmm, butt. Mm-hmm. So they're still a game but out. But they're in Baltimore right now, and they, they lost to Baltimore. I don't know if that game's over, but it, they better have lost because well, Baltimore was smacking them around a little bit. You said Santander hit two home runs. Two so dingers, so. absolute blasts to right field. That was, that was fun to watch. But when you're looking at this wild card chase, the Astros are only up a game, so you're going to fight neck and neck, and you got plenty of games left with them. And the Rays are five and a half up. And I'll tell you what, I mean, we're going to get into this a little bit later. The Rays are not scary like they were in May. Uh, they're my pick to be in the World Series for the American League. Uh, I don't love that pick anymore um, due to injuries and people making really poor, gross choices. Um, well, we'll get into that. But yeah. they're five and a half up. But that's really objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. So five and a half seems good. But I think the Mariners are a lot closer than that. And I think it it relies on the pitching staff and timely hitting. J.P. Crawford's back. Eugenio's been hitting well. Ty France has been clutch. Julio is Julio. Uh, and as long as Kelnick sits on the bench, they might be okay. One through nine, they're hitting the most complete that they have all season. Thank God that they finally got rid of Colton Wong. I take their offense serious now. It's it's good to see Rojas hitting dingers and kind of silencing those uh, small section of Mariners fans. They're like, oh, Rojas isn't going to do better than Wong. It's like, are you freaking kidding me? Him and Caballero are eons better than what they had at second base so I actually even feel at this point compared to last year they have a better and deeper lineup with Canzone still whenever Kelnick comes back they're going to have another roster crutch situation do they get rid of Mike Ford who actually after like a 3 for 50 uh, I'd say month he actually came back and had two very big hits in the last week so even still man they are just the most complete that they've been it's exciting their pitching is still near the top of MLB and Tampa Bay, as I said at the beginning of the season, they were playing way above their station. Their runs to their run ratio, their run differential was just way too high, sky high. I think it's still at one of the highest in Major League Baseball right now. Seventy. That's nuts, and that's second only to Texas at one eighty one. And what it was last year was something like forty or fifty. So this is 
triple the production that they had even a year ago. I'm not surprised that Tampa Bay is starting to flounder regardless. You know what? Even if they had Wander still taking the field, I I just, with their pitching, with all the issues that they've had, I don't think they can keep up. So I'm not surprised Tampa's faltering, and I think it will be more of like a Houston-Seattle or or Boston-Toronto combo in the wild card when it all comes said and done. And there's other little things, too. It's not just play on the field. But you remember when Jesse Winker got in a fight with the Angels last year? I do. That sparked everything. I've been thinking a lot about that, yeah. That Caballero, Framber Valdez situation the mm-hmm. other night, those are the kind of things that spark you. I you like know? I like the fight. It, it in teams that are supposed to be going to the playoffs, you you need the fight. You don't need to see a lackadaisical manager. And I like that Scott Service is actually. I mean, he got ejected for the first time in a couple of months, a couple of weeks ago, and it's like, I, all right, I need to see that. Stop just yelling from the dugout. Go go show an umpire. Like put him in his place. Damn it. So Jordan, I know that um, you are you as a Mariner fan remind me of Phillies fans in okay. this in this sense. Uh, on Reddit, there was this big thing for a while where people were creating tiers of teams. There was like, there's their favorite team, teams they kind of root for, teams okay. they don't care about, teams they actually, teams they don't like, and then a team they despise. All right. All right? And I saw the best one ever. It was, my favorite team is the Philadelphia Phillies. <laughs> teams I also kind of like, there was nobody. Teams I don't care about, it was all of Major League Baseball. Teams that I don't like, it was nobody. Teams that I hate, it was the Phillies. So this guy loves and hates his Phillies. And it kind of reminds me of you, that you love and hate your Mariners. So I'm going to ask you, like, if you can get your, like, fear-mongering hat on, what what's it going to take for this team to make the playoffs? Because I want to hear the real talk. If Not they, just good pitching and timely hitting and camaraderie. As... Uh, <sighs> As crappy as it sounds, and as as honestly, it's ah, going going past all the normal stuff and all the standard answers. I would say that you you've got to have a perfect bullpen going into the end of the year for one, and, and you can't just have the fifth or sixth bull, best bullpen. Your starting pitching has to be good, but but really, innings seven through nine by elite teams mm-hmm. are always handled. Always, and, and the Mariners. They've done a great job of kind of picking somebody off the, the garbage heap, turning them into something. They did it with Eric Swanson. They did it with Paul Seawall. That seems like they're trying to do it with Luke Weaver now, mm-hmm. who I don't know if you saw today in the eighth inning, came in through three strikeouts. That cutter. five today. Thank Okay, five. so I, I didn't see the second inning that he pitched. They left him in for a second inning. Uh, I, he I came loved in him the, so much. He, he came, came in up. in the seventh, I think. Yeah. He, he pitched two innings, okay. five Ks. Should have left him in. I, I mean, and that's usually how Seattle's um, – Brain trust is operated. They find somebody that they think, oh, they see an adjustment, a pitching velocity increase, and then their pitching staff, uh, coaching staff can make an adjustment, come in and help basically, you know, do the money ball thing. A guy with a 6'4", ERA comes in, pitches two innings with five strikeouts. So they're going to have to use Munoz. They're going to have to use Brash in the perfect way. And unlike last season, once they get to these key moments in the October at the end of September, hopefully in the playoffs, they can't falter because every single bullpen pitcher last year that you saw for the Mariners, when it came to that big moment, they fell on their ass because they'd never been there before. Now that that experience is here, now that they've done this for a year, I do think the most important thing, bullpen perfection has to happen at the, at the rest of the season on the way out because Scott Service, he's done what he can, just throwing guys up and down. They've gotten lucky with Saucedo as well. It's not just like guys that they've identified. I think they've gotten a little lucky as well, but they've got to ride that 
perfect performance into October. Yeah, it's pretty wild. They get rid of Paul Seawald, who clearly was a clubhouse guy and was very, very good for the Mariners. They get rid of him, and they, they seem to be better. I guess my biggest concern, if I look at the Mariners, especially when you're talking about the bullpen, I'm good with Castillo. Yeah. I'm good with Gilbert. Gilbert can be a little up and down this year, but I'm good with him. Kirby might win the Cy Young. And Wu looks good. Yeah. And Hancock looks all right. Um, 60-day IL, though. Yeah. But, so, like, I believe in the starters. Are you concerned about Munoz? Because he's my biggest worry when it mm-hmm. comes to that bullpen. He can throw 100 miles an hour, but in today's game, anyone can hit 100, 100 miles an hour. Yeah, it's, like I said, it's getting that experience in those moments. So, so seeing what I saw last year, I am worried. I, I don't think that the... I know he gave up a couple of hits today, you know, but I, I ultimately, like, the Mariners still could have won. But it was. In the playoffs, those big games, it came down to those bullpen pitchers faltering last year. And, and I mean, it was to the to the point, like, we were screaming for anybody else, and then Robbie Ray came up and, and gave up a game-winning mm-hmm. hit. So their bullpen— Don't have to worry about that this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Their bullpen has to pitch— at a level Seattle fans haven't seen since 2001. I mean, I'm talking Arthur Rhodes, Jeff Nelson, Kaz Sasaki, like perfect. We got a lefty setup guy, we got a righty setup guy, and then we got our closer. I know the Mariners like to go a little bit more situational closing, but eventually we're probably going to see Munoz closing every game. And I would not mind seeing Brash setting up the eighth for Munoz in the ninth every single time. I love Brash. And who knows what you get out of Weaver. Well, they'll be interesting to watch. And obviously, you know, stick right here. We do this every single Wednesday. We'll be watching them down the stretch. And right now, if you're looking at the schedule and you got Seattle coming up, I, I am not super comfortable. I'm not super jazzed. To see the Mariners on my schedule, I don't care who they're throwing. And the Mariners' schedule is one of the easier ones the rest of the way. So I mean, it's, it's not perfect, but they, they have the A's twice. They have the Angels twice. It's it's winnable. You swept the Astros and didn't throw Castillo. <laughs> yes. That's pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. All right, when we come back, we talked a little bit about the Tampa Bay Rays falling off. There's some serious, weird stuff going on down there. And I kind of want to talk a little bit about what that means for Tampa, but also what does it mean for the league going forward? We'll do all that next. But This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Coming up in the second hour, we'll do fair foul at the bottom of the 8 o'clock hour, as we always do. And we'll probably get into uh, why the Yankees suck super bad. And uh, kind of a cool thing from the Angels, but also some checkup on some Angels stuff, because they might be on life support, if if not already, D-E-D. Uh, what, what, what is this? The facts of life? What are you, Jeff Rust over there? Is this dirt... Dusty and Danny. I'll be honest. Uh, I only know where the bump music for that show is, and so that is what I <laughs> that, went and grabbed. That is the most awesome thing I could possibly hear. So the rest of this it. show, all of the bump music is going to be Danny and Dusty. That's fantastic. That's, I, some good bumps in that one. Well, we were. I was talking about it with Buck, where it's like, I don't know most of the show pages where everything's at, but I know a few and Danny and Dusty is one where I know exactly where everything is at because I've done the show a bunch. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, I need to go find something. Danny and Dusty have that. And so I'll just pop it up and then just, okay, here's where the music is. Here's where the lockout is. And so, yeah, so expect a lot of Danny and Dusty and maybe some Yacht Rock. That that is phenomenal because I'm sitting here looking at the hot key, hot corner page and on the left side, three down, in black, around blue, hot corner bump rotator. 
So on mine, it's super small. It just says hot corner dot dot dot. Oh yeah, he doesn't <laughs> see he doesn't see the bump rotator yes. words part. That's a little I, confusing. I just see hot corner and I see zero zero zero. And you're like, oh, well, I don't I don't. I'm touch not that. touching I, that I, one. I have no what idea. Is that? Somebody's what that is. swearing on that clip. Right. Exactly. If I don't know, I won't play. So I, I just kind of stay Smart. away. Smart. Some people don't live by that uh, moniker. I, 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 like I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. the truth. <laughs> that's the absolute truth. I'd like to keep putting on my headset, unlike Thom. <laughs> Thom. Oh, Thom. Home run to left field. Oh, that's Thom. a 4 nothing lead for Cincinnati. Did you see Castellanos hit a home run? Uh, to left uh, on, the on the anniversary of that. I did not see that yeah. it was on the anniversary. It was a that's... deep drive to left field, and that's going to be a home run. He's my sneaky favorite player. I love how whenever someone gets in trouble, too, on Twitter, they just keep bringing it up. <laughs> like, oh, you know. <laughs> there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. You know, Thom, I have a I have a special childhood attachment to him because one of my favorite baseball games, um, I think it was – all-Star Baseball 2004 and 5 with Derek Jeter on the cover. I believe one of those Thom was the announcer. So it's just so funny and honestly crappy to me that, like, the dude canceled himself out of the league because, God, you were so talented, bro. I know. I loved him. I listened to him all the time. Yeah. Uh, he was probably he's, was probably my second favorite guy for a long time because I'm, I'm a Shulman guy. Okay. Like, like, Dan Shulman through and through. I will watch Blue Jays games, their home TV coverage, just to hear his voice. I was – this is, like, a really weird – flex right now but i w- ended up staying up all night for our last night in paris because i had to get into a taxi at 4 a.m and we got home from the bar at 1 a.m and so i was like you know the wife's passed out and i had to like pack and figure stuff out so i turned on mlb at bat and there it was was giants blue jays 1 a.m in paris it was like noon in in toronto and i turned it on simply to hear dan shulman's voice I was like, I need a little bit of home. I'm about to go home. I've been gone for two weeks. I haven't watched any baseball because Mariner games start at 1 a.m., but I get to the bar, I get home from the bar at 12.30, and I'm just like, eh, and pass out. And it was like the most soothing thing. And Tom Brenneman was like that for me for a very long time. I still miss Dave Niehaus, but Rick Riz, man, I, I know he's, gosh, he's pushing 70. I don't know how much longer we're going to have him around I was in a Seattle. big John Miller guy, too, oh, John when he Miller was on ESPN Giants. with Joe Morgan. I didn't know that everybody hated them, and he was actually, but I loved them. He was. They were the announcing combo for the first 2K games, uh, ESPN Baseball. Oh, interesting. So, so uh, those guys as well were a big part of, I think, a lot of kids' childhoods playing video games. But one, since we're in the trust tree, I'll admit this, and I'm probably going to get a lot of hate on the text line. Five zero three eight six four six fan. I uh, I like Michael <clears throat> K calling New York Yankees games. You know Michael K is not bad. It's an A bomb. Yeah, from A. No, that's Rob. that's yeah. John Sterling. Uh, that's that's uh, John Sterling. Not a fan of the radio guy. The TV guy Michael K, who also hosts a radio show in New York. No, but I I, I like Michael. K Michael K Yankee is games. very very good at his job. He is. I just very know detailed. He's a Yankee homer. Uh, he, and... he offers a lot of stats, but he's a homer ass. It's an A-bomb from A-Rod. That's John Sterling. <laughs> it's getting a- higgy with it. <laughs> yeah, you're on the mark, Teixeira. Uh, good old John Sterling. Well, well, I heard his Anthony Volpe call. It's just a mess. Well, yeah. Ow! <laughs> Ow! Ow! Like, like he's going to go down as a legend. Uh, that the barely one- hit him, by the way. I know. Just an FYI. And I'm really excited because, you know, because Buck... Went to uh, ESPN, so now they've got this, uh, what's the kid's name? Davis that does Fox Baseball now? I think it's Davis. 
Something like that. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, I really hope he turns out awesome because it can't be worse than Joe Buck and old man McCarver. <laughs> so that's that's promising. They let Goldsmith sometimes do uh, Fox games. Do they At really? Least, yeah, when the Mariners are on. And I've actually seen some Fox National games without the Mariners, but uh, Goldie has done some, uh, I don't know about this season, but he last couple of years. Goldie does some, a good job. Did you get a chance to watch the Peacock Mariner game, by the way? No, I was going to, Nick but I was watching Swisher. Was oh, my God. Love him. No, he was nuts. <laughs> he looked like he was Like coked something. out and just yes. like going nuts. He always yes. looks like he's coked out. No, so that's the thought that I had. While he was doing his pregame stuff, he's got that kind of, you know, big eyes <laughs> look bouncing. that he always had while he was at a bat. And I, I'm like, okay, are you on cocaine? No, this is just Nick Swisher all the time. Yeah, Very I, tan Nick Swisher, eyes out of his head, smiling rich. as high, as big as he can the whole time. Well, I used to watch Cowherd. A great on, life. I used to watch Cowherd on TV a lot, and he would come on a couple times, and I was like, "Dude, like, sit down, like, chill out." He's like bouncing in his seat. This isn't the same guy from How I Met Your Mother. I Wait know, a minute. I know, and it's so funny. I it, I find it hilarious that I like Nick Swisher because when Nick Swisher signed that giant deal for the Indians, I was like, "We're gonna do it. Nick Swisher's gonna be awesome," <laughs> and he waste. was terrible. <laughs> hey, got his bag. He also, we it. should probably mention Vin Scully. Like, Vin Scully. Well, yeah, I mean, those are the goats. You know, Jack Buck is awesome. Joe's dad. Mm. You know, he's a longtime Cardinals. You know, everybody remembers that that Kirk Gibson home run for the Dodgers. And Vin Scully has a decent call, but Jack Buck has the TV call, and I love that. He's the, I don't believe yeah, what I just saw. Yeah, that's the famous one, right? Yeah, that's, and I love that. And poor Vin, who's the goat. <laughs> yours, Outdone. yours is okay. I, I like Jack Buck's. Well, when you're, I think you get a different perspective when you're watching the team every game as opposed to the natty guys coming in. It's just you get something special, and that's that's what they train for is those big moments to to aggregate that out to the national audience in the well, biggest way they. Can. I was going to say this when you mentioned him. Apparently, Goldie is widely respected around the league. He is. People think he's great. Uh, I I think agree. he's he's even turned down jobs. Turned down the to Cardinals. S- turned down the Cardinals. That's yes. who it was mm-hmm. to stay in Seattle. And good on him. And that's that. huge. He he turned down going home that, yeah. that's his hometown and he said you know what i've established a, a life in seattle i love the mariners they gave me an opportunity you know that sounds unlike somebody i know mario cristobal so <laughs> good on aaron goldsmith Who's well the that? marine layer wouldn't let him get out of town that was the <laughs> issue the marine layer kept him in seattle specifically t-mobile it's actually just a giant coup <laughs> it was a hard thing to do for the mariners to try to replace Niehaus as well because I, I don't know if you remember that first season after he passed away suddenly in the off season but it was just kind of a rotating cast of ron fairley rest in peace mm. as well a couple other former mariners um you know you hear dan wilson in the booth now but like he was doing games back then and then just a couple other random guys but finally moving on to goldsmith just the establishment of him and riz and dave sims going forward mm. thankfully Oh, my Mariners broadcasts are just so good, and the dulcet tones of any of those guys just, they, they can either put me to sleep, they can make me happy, it's just a comfort blanket. Not the biggest Sims guy, love Rick Riz. Sims is so nice. Love though. Rick Riz. I've met Dave Sims, love the dude. Love I, would have, I would have beers cool with that yeah, guy all day long. I want to be as cool enough to wear Have you met like Mick that. Riz? No. He is like 5'2". Oh, dope. My kind of guy. <laughs> he is like... Short king. No, he is a foot shorter than Will Ortner. Nice. He's more than guy. a foot. <laughs> <laughs> Will's like, don't sell me like, shit. Hey, right. hey, I'm 6'4", ass. Six, All right, six. well, we've derailed this enough. <laughs> I do want to get into kind of a serious story when it comes to baseball. What's going on in Tampa? How's this look for Tampa? But what does it look like around the league going forward? As we've seen some things happen with some guys, but now we've got a potential second case... 
in really how they deal with things off the field. We'll do that next. The Hot Corner, 10 the Fan. It's always baseball season. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Fisher on 1080 The Fan. Coming up in the second hour, we'll have wall-to-wall coverage of Blazers talk with Danny Morang and Dusty here. <laughs> More Damian Lillard talk. Apparently the trade negotiations will heat up right around the start of training camp, according to many NBA insiders. Uh, but on on the real, coming up in the second hour, we'll talk about, you know, what's, what's it going to look like for the Yankees? You know, what are they doing? They're peaking on historic all-time lows. They're calling up prospects. Yeah, and uh, the boos and the calls and, you know, what's actually going to happen. We talked a little bit last week, but let's, I mean, it's just getting worse and worse. So I'd like to get to that. Plus, we have Farrah and a fun story from the Angels. We'll check in on Shohei as well down there. We got a weird story here. Now, Now, in the history of the Hot Corner, this is our, this is our what, seventh season or eighth year? Something like that. I can't remember. We tend to kind of stay away from this stuff. Because we like to talk baseball. We don't really want to, you know, I mean, if you want to hear about human rights, I'll talk to you until the end of time about it. But we try not to because it's just icky and gross. But I find this Wander Franco situation fascinating. Now, you know, people have asked me, have you seen, like, the pictures of the girls? Have you read more about it? And it's like, no, I haven't really read about that. What I'm more fascinated about is the steps that Major League Baseball is taking. There was a report out saying that there is a strong possibility that Wander Franco never plays a game again in Major League Baseball. And I find that fascinating because here we are. He's number two, whether you're guilty or not, he's number two behind Trevor Bauer of guys that are basically blacklisted. But before that, you have a guy like Marcelo Zuna, who is on the best team in baseball right now. And yeah, he had to sit out a year, but... He's back and nobody cares. You got a guy like Araldis Chapman, who's now in Texas on one of the best teams in baseball, is still a, a decent high profile closer. But you've also got guys like Addison Russell who disappeared. And so I'm curious, Jordan, from, from your perspective as well, yeah. it when it comes to these kind of serious issues, whether it's domestic violence or sex trafficking or grooming, whatever you want to call it, or drug use. Stuff like that. Do you think we're about to walk into a stage where, you know, F around and find out and we're now in the find out stage? I think that we're getting to the point now where and you talk about domestic violence and sexual assault, you know, sleeping with minors, essentially what Wander Franco is accused of doing. There are different levels to each infraction, right? They are all evil and terrible. And honestly, they get more evil as you name a new action. And it's bad. However, the the difference that we use in discipline, I mean, it's gone back and forth over the years. I think of, like, you mentioned guys like Aroldis Chapman who missed time, came back in the league after that. There's quite a few other uh, members of MLB that have committed domestic violence and just because they're not as big names. Mariners' uh, former first baseman designated hitter Russell Brannion back in the day. Yeah. There was actually a lot of issues with his wife that uh, were public back in his days with the Indians, but nobody really you know, tweeted out about it because social media wasn't a thing or nobody really cared because he's, he wasn't a star player. I remember another former Mariner, Julio Mateo, reliever back in the late 2000s, actually got released from the team because he ended up beating his wife in a hotel room on a team trip. I think they were in Philadelphia playing the Phillies. They got into a fight. Julio and his wife did, and then Mateo is gone. I'm shocked that a decade after that happened, that's not happening to a role this Chapman. So that's kind of what I'm saying. It's like when you see the up and down of, of discipline in these different situations and 
Yeah, a guy that has been accused of sleeping with minors usually is out of the league because that is an unforgivable crime sure. in, in our world. I think we can all agree with that. Domestic violence it is an unforgivable crime, but I'm not sure that is as widely thought, yeah, I think, unfortunately, I think there's a lot of people. I think crime. there's a lot of people out there that consider rape almost worse than murder, if I, not worse than murder. I would agree. You know, I mean, you hear stories. minor, you, yes. Yeah, you hear stories about in prisons, like, you know, if you're a murderer, they're just kind of like, oh, whatever. But, you know, if you're a child molester, like... You can get you, you can get the S kicked. They out. they treat you the worst in prison. Yeah, yeah. and so I, I find this fascinating because it's also so strange because I love Wander Franco. I mm-hmm. think he's such a great player, and all this stuff just comes out, and you kind of go, "Oh God!" Twenty two years old, on his way up, just signed an eleven year deal. Yeah, yeah, and so I I have to hope because if there's anything we've learned about these major sports, you know, there's a big situation going on in the English Premier League right now with Mason Greenwood, who's a player for Manchester United was accused of abuse and rape, and in courts got off, and everybody in Man United tried to bring him back to see what would happen, and everybody's freaking out. And they're saying his only way to to play is to go to Saudi Arabia, where they don't care about that stuff. And so you see this everywhere, but NFL is terrible about this. NBA is not great either. I think NBA does a better job of just hiding the shenanigans that go on off the court. Well, and Matt Areza was accused of rape uh, when he was a Buffalo Bill as a rookie, got released, and then ended up being vindicated, still ended up in the cold. Yeah, and like Ray Rice is the only guy I can think of in the NFL that really got blacklisted, but you could also argue that he wasn't very good anymore. No, and unfortunately, the circumstances when it was on video like that, so obvious. The NFL was forced into a hand, and and I say unfortunately because they don't handle other situations the way they did. Kareem Hunt was on video, though. Yep. You know, it it Tyreek Hill, Adrian Peterson. Right. It really is, it seems like with most of these leagues, it's how good are you versus how bad is the crime. Right. Right? Like, all the time, guys get DUIs. If you get a DUI and you hit someone and you kill someone – a la Henry Ruggs, like, you're going to prison, and you should right. go to prison for a lot of time and for a lot of years, a lot more than I think Henry Ruggs is going to get. But if Henry Ruggs gets three years and you tell me he still runs a 4-3, I bet you at least one team takes a I'm look at him. him. Yeah, right. you're signing him. So it's, it really is It's that scale of how good is the player, how bad is the crime. When, it, when you come to Wander Franco, I think when it comes to child molestation – they're never going to make it back into the league. Right. But we've seen Ray Lewis, alleged murderer, still gets let back into the league and beloved because you can't totally prove it. Absolutely beloved. And there was that Pirates closer as well that was convicted mm-hmm. of, of raping minors. I can't, God, I wish I remembered his name. But uh, he he's spending 15 years in prison, and he was immediately released when those allegations came out. I think I think what I'm hoping for, and this is a big reason, because like, Felipe Rivera. There you go. Uh, I think you know this is another big reason why I'm a huge baseball fan. I love the history of the game and the folklore of the game, and baseball's been around for so long in America that it has a lot more of that kind of tradition and paving the way. But baseball's the first sport to allow black people. You know, baseball's the first sport to create free agency. Baseball's the first sport to really crack down on performing performance-enhancing drugs. Now, they got went there the complete wrong way, but they're the first ones. After using it as a ticket to, to stardom. Yeah, Major League Baseball is the first, it was the first uh, league to create something like streaming games. You know, before Sunday Ticket, before Red Zone, you know, before Center Court yep. and Central MLB.tv was revolutionary. MLB has always been ahead of this, you know, equal rights and free agency and stuff like that, that 
I'm kind of hanging and clinging on that I hope after Trevor Bauer and now into Wander Franco that this league is going to be the one that says, you know what, we got 30 teams. Every team's got four or five minor league teams. We got plenty of people clamoring to get into this league. To where the NFL, I mean, what's the best players? 10% of the league? To where the best players in baseball is more like 25, 30. So you've got plenty of guys to come in that you can say, you know what, Trevor, you're done. You know what, Wander, you're done. And if you guys continue to act like this, especially in sexual acts and violent acts, I mean, you see guys, okay, yeah, he's suspended for the year because he does steroids. That If they can handle this better than they handled steroids, that could be the pave the way. And, and with this Wander Franco situation, unless you are just the unluckiest person in the world, you're not going to be accused of this if you, unless you did something. More often than not, allegedly. like Seems to be a little fire with that smoke. Uh, yeah, th- this is one of those accusations. It's like if somebody accuses you of murder, okay, there's a legitimate way to like, you know, okay, why would somebody have a motivation to do that? Like I did hear initially that there was motivation about uh, a mom and a kid wanting money from Wander Franco, but then there was another name that came out. Yeah. And then another, it's like the not just one, but... are bad. Yeah. But multiple girls that he's accused of doing this with. And just because you do it in a foreign country that maybe not have those kind of laws doesn't mean you don't have to It's still, the age of consent in Dominican Republic is still 18. Yeah, see, I couldn't look up any of that stuff because it's just so gross. I mean, I didn't didn't want to look it up, but I did. I I got two girls at home, man. Like, I don't know what to tell you. It's bad. It's very clear that they are 14. And and (laughs) when it's being handled by the gender crimes and sexual assault division of an entire country, like, this is as bad as it can get. So you understand why there's already whispers. And and you wonder where that source is coming from saying Wander will probably never play an MLB game again. That's I'm kind of wondering. It's like, who's the one that leaks that? Yeah. Is that from the Tampa Bay Rays camp? Yeah, that's certainly not from Wander's camp. Is that Manfred, you know, trying to get ahead of it? Yeah. Is that the players union? I mean, Mm -hmm. even them. I mean, they back their guys, but I don't know if you can back a guy like this. I I sure didn't back Trevor Bauer very well. Well, and I think I think it's really coming from the MLB because even if because right now it is all alleged, it looks bad and. You know, that's what it looks like right now. Even if he did get off on this, I think it's the same thing as what happened with uh, Trevor Areza, right? With Trevor Areza, he was accused not just of raping a woman, of gang raping a yeah. woman, right? And even though he got acquitted of all that and it was proven that he wasn't there and he was not a part of this, when you Google him, the first thing that comes up is... Yep is that gang rape yeah. case. Yeah. And so I think that there are teams who are going, like, dude, we can't even take you even though you were proven to be innocent in this situation because of what the public backlash is going to be from people just reading headlines. In a different way, it's a little like Kaepernick, too. Yes. You know, it's like, oh, dude, like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know if I can touch this. It's Bonds. When Bonds' contract goes up in San Francisco, how does he not get signed? Yeah. Everybody's like eh, offering to go that. for the major league minimum to any th- of the thirty teams. I Nobody don't takes want him. to touch that. And hopefully, Major League Baseball makes a stand, and this is where we go from here on out. All right, we come back. We got a loaded second hour. Don't go anywhere. We'll get into the Yankees. That's where we'll kind of start in a cool story from Anaheim, and also check in on what's going on with Shohei plus fair or foul. It's the hot corner, Portland sports leader. Today, the fan.